worn-out English textbook on a bench. How the book came to have been left there, he failed to discover. People sometimes placed old newspapers or magazines on the seats as protection from the dampness, but never a textbook. He carried the book to the park for several weeks, hoping someone might claim it. No one did. Then, one morning, frustrated with an extremely difficult Tai Chi pose, he opened the book at random. From then on, he studied English instead of Tai Chi in the park. His mother had worried about that change. It was not considered in good political taste to read any book except quotations from Chairman Mao. However, his father, a Neo-Confucian scholar, predicted that studying in the park might be propitious for him, in accordance with the ancient theory of Wu Xing. Among the five elements in Chen, water was lacking a little, so any place in association with water would benefit him. Years later, when he tried to look up that particular theory, Chen could not find it. Perhaps it had been made up for his benefit. Those mornings in the park sustained him through the years of the Cultural Revolution, and in 1977, he entered Beijing Foreign Language University, having obtained a top English score on the newly restored college entrance examination. Four years later, he was assigned, through another combination of circumstances, to a job at the Shanghai Police Bureau. In retrospect, Chen's life seemed to be full of the iconic casualties of misplaced Ying and Yang, like that misplaced book in the park, or his misplaced youth of those years. One thing led to another, and to still another, so the result could hardly be recognized. The chain of causality was perhaps more intricate than Western mystery writers, whose works he translated in his spare time, would care to admit. On the cool April breeze, a melody wafted over from the big clock atop the Shanghai Customs Building. 6.30. It had played another tune during the Cultural Revolution. The East is red. Time flowed away like water. In the early 90s, under Deng Xiaoping's economic reform, Shanghai had been changing dramatically. Across Zhongshan Road, a long vista of magnificent buildings, which had once housed the most prestigious Western companies in the early part of the century, and then Communist Party institutions after 1950, were now welcoming back those Western companies in an effort to reclaim the Bund's status as China's Wall Street. Bund Park, too, had been changing, though he did not like some of the changes. For example, the postmodern concrete river pavilion stood like a monster beside him, slouching against the first gray of the morning, watching. So, too, had Chen changed from a penniless student to a prominent chief inspector of police. Still, it remained his park. In spite of a heavy workload, he managed to come here once or twice a week. It was close to the bureau, a 15-minute walk, not too far away, a middle-aged man practicing Tai Chi, striking a series of poses, grasping a bird's tail, spreading a white crane's wings, 
parting a wild horse's mane on both sides. Chief Inspector Chen wondered what he might have become had he persisted in practicing. Perhaps he would now be like that Tai Chi devotee, wearing a white silk martial arts costume, loose-sleeved, red silk buttoned, with a peaceful expression on his face. Chen knew him, an accountant in an almost bankrupt state-run company. Yet at that moment, a master moving in perfect harmony with the chi of the universe. Chen took his customary seat, a green painted bench which stood under a towering poplar tree. Carved on the back of the bench, in small characters, was a slogan that had been popular during the Cultural Revolution. Long live the proletarian dictatorship. The bench had been repainted a couple of times, but the message showed through.